two. Yes, the two opponents for Super Bowl 56 have been decided. And I should say it looks like it's a surprising Super Bowl. Not only to me, but to everybody else. Who'd have thought it would be Cincinnati versus Los Angeles? Well, first let's talk about Cincinnati, shall we? Who'd have thunk Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals would represent the AFC? The way Kansas City started that AFC championship looked as though it was going to be a rout along the lines of the way Buffalo did when they routed the Raiders all those years ago. And Howie Long saying, hey, slow down. You know, maybe a few Bengals defenders were saying, hey, slow down. Of, of course, right there at the end, instead of trying for a field goal to make it 24 to 10, oh heck, Kansas City decided, hey, we can stuff it in the end zone. And then Mahomes passing parallel to the line of scrimmage. Problem. You do that and you get tackled in the field of play and you got Bengals defenders running to it. You know what? That's a play that can change the game. Boy, it sure did. And from then on, Kansas City imploded in the second half. Of course, I kind of wonder, how do you implode? Of course, I know how to explode like the Tasmanian Devil. Red! Oh, yeah, me implode. Yeah, the Tasmanian She-Devil. Yeah, probably Mahomes and the Chiefs saw a Tasmanian she-devil. And boy, everything changed, including throwing an interception to a defensive lineman. That rarely happens. Boy, yeah, right on the first play of the, of the overtime. Yeah, almost a, you know, kind of it makes you think of the 13 seconds Buffalo couldn't close out Kansas City. Exactly 13 seconds into overtime, Mahomes implodes. He throws an interception. I kind of wonder. All this talk about 13. And of course, we left Gabriel Davis out. Because he wears number 13 for Buffalo. Any Triskaidekaphobics out there? Look that word up in your funkin' wagnalls. Boy, yeah, Cincinnati walks it down. And McPherson, the rookie kicker, who's got uh, nerves of steel and veins full of ice water, kicks the field goal, and Cincinnati goes to the Super Bowl. You gotta wonder, on the day when one of the stars of WKRP in Cincinnati passes on, Dr. Johnny Beaver, you gotta wonder, of course there's no uh, radio station known as WKRP in Cincinnati. It was just a sitcom. But I digress. For the third time, they're going to the Super Bowl. And of course, it almost looked like it was going to be a three-peat. For a while, San Francisco was really leading Los Angeles. But back, back come the Rams. Because you know what? If San Francisco had won... It would have been the third time San Francisco and Cincinnati would have met in the Super Bowl. The first two, Joe Montana and the 49ers, took care of the Bengals. But you know what? Los Angeles and Matthew Stafford 
show that they've got ner nerves of steel. And I mean, Matthew Stafford to me is one of the most star-crossed quarterbacks to come along in a while. He's had a pretty darn good career playing on some bad Detroit Lion teams. But finally, he gets the chance coming out to Los Angeles. And boy, does he make the most of it. He leads the Rams to a victory. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo had to throw an ill-advised interception. Of course, if he throws an interception, it would have been called intentional grounding. Because, hey, he was way outside the pocket or inside the pocket, but he couldn't get it back to the line of scrimmage. Bad attempt at a pass, Garoppolo. You know what? Maybe you ought to go to wherever you're going to go because I think, heck, I don't think you're going to be a 49er anymore. And, of course, he was a star-crossed quarterback, too, being behind Brady all those years, finally coming out to San Francisco and getting those injuries. But you know what? San Francisco succeeded mainly because the other parts of the team really did good. You were just a manager. Maybe that's why we draft, drafted the new kid there from North Dakota State. But I digress. Cincinnati and Los Angeles. So pay, take your picks now. To get your charts out. Get your betting things together. Because, hey, it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl. And, of course, you got to wonder, what does Cooper drink from his cup? I don't think it's Kool-Aid. Maybe it's Kool-Aid with a little JD mixed in. Pretty interesting. Of course, let's go from that to talking about Syracuse. The lows to the highs. Yeah, what a low it was against Pittsburgh. I mean, the shooting couldn't do a darn thing. Beheim couldn't do a darn thing. And boy... It looked like we hit rock bottom. Of course, you hit a rock, you're going to destroy the hammer. I tried that once. Broke my hammer in two. Oh, what I digress. What a bad performance against Pitt. And you got to wonder, was that rock bottom? Because guess what? They come out against Wake Forest, and they shoot the daylights out. Beheim scoring 30 points. Maybe we didn't get, gave up on this team a little too early, but of course they are nine and eleven now, ten and eleven, and we got North Carolina State and Boston College coming up. Of course, we go down there, and you gotta wonder: is North uh, uh, is a Syracuse gonna rally to victory against North Carolina State? Of course, we remember what happened the last time we came down to that great triangle of cities in North Carolina. We go to Durham and we lay an egg. Raleigh and Durham are only about 20 miles apart. You gotta wonder, is there gonna be a little bit of an aura of what happened against Duke happening? I don't know, but I mean North Carolina State doesn't look all that outstanding either. But of course, Boston College, I think we definitely can beat Boston College. So maybe we can get back above 500 and maybe aim for the NIT. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting last little bit of the season. And of course, I'll just add a little bit that they released the football schedule yesterday. 
and we start out at home against Louisville and we got six home games in about the first eight weeks of the season but then we close murderously in November with three road games the only home game is no November 12th and I mean heck you got it looks like a murderous row with Purdue and Nor Notre Dame going on the schedule do you think maybe we could make a boiler maker? Sure tastes good going down. And of course, Notre Dame two days before Halloween. Will it be trick or treat? But I'll go from talking about the orange to talking about Brady himself. You know, it seemed as though, is he retiring or isn't he? The reports started to come out Saturday that, yeah, he's calling it quits. But now the Buccaneers and Brady himself kind of walk it back. Of course, if I walk back, I'm going to fall over this desk. And I don't want to hurt anything. Heck, I might hurt the wood, but I don't know if I'll hurt myself. But you know, is he or isn't he? Let me answer that. Big deal. Brady... You've made Buffalo your patsy, and you've made the NFL your patsy long enough. You hold every record in the damn book. You know what? It's time for you to call it quits. Go have a nice life with Giselle and your kids. Heck, anybody would like to have a nice life if they have a woman as beautiful as Giselle. But I digress. Of course, I don't like seeing his stupid grin all the time. It's like, hey, yeah, I, I'm so pretty, I could throw, set every record in the book. Hey, I like my, making Buffalo my patsy. Well, you know what? Enough's enough. I've had enough of your ugly face. Brady, retire. It's time. And last but not least, kudos to our local teams. Miners with a big win in the boys game against Waterloo. Troy Cabat showing that he's a pretty good scorer. But you know what? That Troy ain't no Cohos, ain't no Schenectady, ain't no Watervliet. He's a good scorer. Now think about what I just said. Look all of those up. And of course the Waterloo girls. Big victory against a pretty good Penyan team last night. Keep it going, ladies. Keep it going, guys. I keep rooting for you. That's my story this week. Next week, we'll figure out what I have to say. There'll just be mainly a Syracuse, not a lot of football. But we'll see.